0: Hey, welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined by Ryan Donnelly. Um, we are recording here on Sunday, November 28th. I'm i I'm dating this because a lot of things are happening right now in college football, and I don't want us to be horribly out of date by the time this, this goes out, but I do want people to know what... The current situations are in college football as we are recording, and so that when news inevitably does drop between now and when this episode goes up, you understand why we didn't cover it. Um, Ryan, how's it? Uh, how's it going from from your end in the uh, the the? I, I guess just the bomb field. It seems like right now there's a lot of. It, we're in the uh, we're we're in the like the you know, World War One bunkers with college football news right now. It's a it's a rough scene here.
1: Yeah, we're in a bomb field in the sense that I have uh, barricaded myself inside my rural Idaho cabin and have a network of, mm. <laughs> of tripwires set up around it. I'm in the Unabomber field, uh, yeah. is where I'm at currently yeah. after yesterday's games. Um, look, um, I'd much to think out of the way to the top, right? Uh, Ryan Day sucks, dude. Come on. This guy's terrible. This guy is awful. I'm tired of him already. Yeah. Uh, he was on notice last year for the Alabama game, which he totally quit. Um, he has frequently and routinely looked totally unprepared uh, and more worrisome, uh, terrified uh, in big games. Uh, he is not at all equipped to handle opponents with equivalent talent. Um, he doesn't show up at the game plan. He has no insight. Uh, I mean His offense folds in the red zone frequently. His offense can't run the ball inside. It's because he employs a really bad, lazy, and awful offensive line coach uh, who's not good at what he does. Um, he has not identified any solutions to fix the inside run game. Or when he does, he goes away from them at critical moments. Um, He runs essentially what people have criticized him as a seven on seven offense. Like, I understand they average a high number of yards per carry, but beating up on Akron, Maryland, and Indiana, like bottom dollars like that, is not really impressive. Like, it doesn't do anything for me. And uh, he's now, I mean, his offense looked terrible against Penn State and Nebraska this year. They got manhandled by Michigan and Oregon. They didn't even show up to play against Alabama. Uh, It happens a lot, man. (laughs) Like, uh, Northwestern confused them last year. Uh, Wisconsin did it for like three and a half quarters uh, a couple years ago. Like this team has gotten punched in the mouth. Ma- with Clemson did it in twenty nineteen. Like this team gets punched in the mouth on offense all the time and does not respond at all. Um I think that starts with I mean it, it sounds like tough guy football shit when you say this, but truly like I, I think he has a soft program and is a soft coach um who is terrified at the moment more often than not. I mean does that sound crazy to say is like, that's what it seems listening to me all the time when he's the coach.
0: Yeah, I I mean I I think that it's hard to watch that game. Uh, I was you know I was in the press box for it. I I saw every play of it. Uh, I saw Ohio State look beaten even beyond just what was showing up on the stats and on the final score. I saw Ohio State's offensive tackles look completely lost and outplayed by by you know David Ajabo and and uh, Aiden Hutchinson who, uh, j- just for 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 the sake of mentioning it that kid is is damn good Aiden Hutchinson good lord that kid is good uh, I'm not breaking any news here but man that uh, I I was I was blown away He's by impressive. him I was blown away by him but I also like Ohio State advertised all season that it had two first round offensive tackles that it had a, a this this star offensive line and people who hadn't watched Ohio State said, "Oh, well, they have the best offensive line in the country." They could play against Georgia's defensive line. No, they don't. They don't have the best offensive line in that game. <laughs> they they had they had I mean they were beaten badly all game and it's been an issue for Ryan Day for yeah, a couple years now where they just can't really take they can't really play against teams that are able to out-physical them and that's not a whole lot of teams cuz Ohio State's talented enough to overcome that, but it is certainly it's an issue. I think it's it's absolutely a a Ryan Day specific issue. I think it's a program issue. I think that it's it's really kind of the opposite of what Ohio State Ohio State fashions itself as a strong program. Fashions itself as a as a tough program, right? Like that's the stance that it takes. It has the the strength and conditioning staff that tries to tout itself as, oh, we're going to build them up as big as we can, right? And so Ohio State is, is left with a whole bunch of these players who are, I would say largely speaking, bigger than their frames probably call for for the sake of strength training, and then they're still not strong in the trenches. They're still not able to handle big games like this. So Ohio State's stuck with just a bunch of big, slow players who don't really do all that much. and Yeah, and I mean—
1: um don't even get me fucking started on mick Parati, dude that guy is the most overrated coach in, in strength and conditioning like he really does not know uh what he's doing like i i truly think that like this guy got the reputation from all these message board people as like the top strength and conditioning coach in the country uh and it's total nonsense like I, you know i hate to come across like i'm not trying to be like you know captain fucking know it all about conditioning mm-hmm. here but when like when you read his old Liffy manuals, and talks that he gives, he talks a lot about like manual resistance and totally immeasurable things, obsessed like mental toughness. First of all, clearly does not work at all. I, I wanna point that out. Like yeah. this Ohio State has not had a quote unquote mentally tough team in like five seasons, uh, if not longer. Uh and he really like like what he does is, is so uh far basically the issue has passed him by like for years, I feel yeah. like. like if you compare it to like what's going on at uh, at Oregon or at Stanford or a couple other places here that have like uh, coaches who are like up to date with the science, and, like operate under like, you know, uh, empirically tested stuff. Yeah. Uh, man, he looks really bad. Like, I, this team got pushed around and it's happened like multiple times. I don't know. I don't like Mick I don't really like, uh, I really dislike Greg And I think it's just like, I don't know, dude. I think Ohio State has a problem. Like, right? Like, everything that happens wrong with this team. Uh, Ryan Day's answer is, ah you know, we'll get them next time. We'll learn from it internally and we'll fix it here inside the building and we'll get it right next time. Well, And,
0: I mean, and, and how, like,
1: no one... How, go ahead.
0: how long has that been the the stance for Ohio State? I mean, for years... Dude, so
1: long. Yeah, for
0: years under Urban Meyer, it was just, oh, well, you know, we're going to look at it and we're going to get it fixed. And it's like, I think sometimes maybe you guys looking at it is the problem. I think that the people you have looking at it are the issue here. And you need to get different people in to look at it because... The last time Ohio State had an infusion of new blood in its coaching staff was 2019, and that team was what a Sean Wade targeting away from being in the national championship game, and I I think probably playing a competitive game with that LSU team. And then it's it's been downhill from there as they get more and more up their own ass about hiring coaches. You know, Ryan Day ran out of guys that he knows and just started promoting, you know, people who are already in the program. It looks a lot like a program that's been in its own ass for two years.
1: And I want to point out this is I think that's been a high State problem a lot longer than Meyer and Day, too. Cause like sure. the Trestle Mafia was a thing for a reason, right? Like Trestle always hired youngstown guys. And it's why all of these coaches, I mean, it's, it's a little too early for this to happen a day, I think. It's mostly because he just uh kept everything going from the Meyer era, but they all get stale. Yeah. Like all he does if all you do is internal promotions. You're not bringing in new ideas anywhere, right? You're not bringing in challenges to your, your existing assumptions. Um you're just kind of getting high on your own supply and it keeps happening. Like uh, Dude, I mean, the idea that you would take a guy who was whose last full time job was getting fired as an offensive coordinator at Texas State, and before that was uh, at D two Columbus State, and make him a full time one of the ten on field assistants at Ohio State is insane. Like, talking yeah. about Parker Fleming. Yeah. That is one of the worst decisions. <laughs> like, it's it, it seems like a small one, but just one of the stupidest decisions a coach could possibly make in Ryan Day's scenario. Like, it, it's really fucking dumb. It was dumb at the time. And now when Ohio State only has four defensive assistants who are uh, four of the five who did the previous season and had two terrible defensive performances in a row uh, in terms of back-to-back seasons of 2020 and 2021, like, what do you think happens? You don't bring any new ideas. You don't try to get better. You're just running back the same shit over again. Of course, it's still going to be bad. Like, what the fuck else did you think was the possibility?
0: Yeah, and I, like the the other thing is with those four time full you know full I mean, the four full time defensive staffers. Ohio State employs a full time quarterbacks coach, which is just <laughs> that's Ryan Day's job. Unbelievable! That's Ryan Day's job. Yeah, you have a full time huh. tight ends coach, bro. What are you doing? What do you mean you have a full time tight ends coach in twenty twenty one? he's don't, also the OC. I, he's also but, the OC. Well, he doesn't actually coach the tight. That's the secret is he doesn't actually coach the tight ends. But he right, does. No co- one coaches the tight He ends, doesn't yeah. call the offense either. <laughs> Like you have an OC for a head coach who calls the plays. What do you mean? Why why isn't that guy your quarterback's coach? Why <laughs> why is that that makes no sense? That's so stupid. You already have you have another offensive assistant in your head coach. You don't need to have five more of them. It just right, and, and
1: also like Parker Fleming, his background is working on offense too, of course. Sure. So yeah, essentially, naturally. of your like eleven on-field coaches, seven of them are guys on offense, and four are guys on defense. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. And, and guess what? Here's the dirty secret: your offense isn't even that good when the chips are down. Like when it actually comes down to it, and you have to get points, your offense gets punched them out all the time because you can't run the ball up the middle.
0: Well, and and it it's <laughs> it's game plan for the biggest game of the season was to run base. That was the. the That was the strategy that seven guys, seven full time on field assistants, drew up, assistants and and head coach, drew up in in preparation for the biggest game of the season, the game that they tout as as the most important every year for their program. Uh, It's unbelievable. Their big game plan was that they're going to throw the ball to Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith and Jigbo, which I think is a a worthwhile uh, venture, but they're also going to run inside and outside zone uh, pretty much at random with no real. Rhyme or reason to it, no real game flow to it, just kind of. Well, we haven't done it in a while, so time to dial up inside zone again.
1: Uh, and, and, and by the way, the things that actually work to unlock inside zone, which are those wide receiver motions with Garrett Wilson, mm-hmm. they just totally abandoned this game. Just yeah. weren't even part of the game. Yeah, I was, I was like joking, the one.
0: I was talking to Wyatt about this this morning. <laughs> everybody jokes all season, not jokes. Everybody like message board guys talk all season about how Ryan Day's he's you know he's saving big wrinkles for the Michigan game. Ryan Day took wrinkles out of the offense for the Michigan game. <laughs> he said we have to get more base.
1: He took wrinkles out of his brain and smoothed it out. The yeah,
0: yeah, he just ironed it out. Uh,
1: Dude, I mean, it's honestly like it's just so. Well, I want to point out, you know, this is probably the last time you hear me say this. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was 1,000% correct in his post game comment mm-hmm. about some guys are going on third base to think they hit a triple. Like Ryan Day thought that he had, he was the one who built this Ohio State culture of like kicking Michigan's ass, who had this big talent in a against Michigan, who, you know, owns that rivalry. He didn't build shit. Like he showed up and took over a team, added Justin Fields, to, like a team that had Jeff Akuda, Chase Young. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, all these other freaks, added Justin Fields to it. And it was like, yeah, well, I own Michigan, too. It's like, no, you don't, man. Like, there is a culture that goes into um, carry about and obsessed about Michigan. And, like, there's a reason every other coach before you always has something new for Michigan, always has a special game plan for them. And instead, he had nothing. He just ran – like, he, all these games, and he thinks he's a talent advantage, all he wants to do is run base. And if base doesn't work, well, then I guess we're in a dogfight. And, you know, usually it's Nebraska and Penn State, and those guys have bad coaches – They'll win the game. But yeah. Michigan just punched you in the mouth for four quarters and you did nothing to adjust at any point in time in that game. Nothing about their game plan changed. They didn't add any wrinkles. Nothing got better. They just sat there and took it for four quarters. Yeah. Which is exactly what he did against Bama, too, by the way. I'm gonna point that out. Like the two, like two of the biggest things of his career, if he doesn't jump out to a huge lead on you, he just won't win. Yeah. Like that is what like Ryan Day and his program are a front running program. Like fundamentally. Like if they jump all I think I said this the podcast already, I think I'm repeating myself. Or maybe I said it to you off air, but You did. Yeah. You know, if they don't jump all over you and come out to like a fourteen or seventeen point lead, they're just gonna fold mentally and like make it a close game that doesn't need to be a close game or lose. Yeah. Because they expect to dominate every team they play for some reason and don't actually put in the work to do it. Um, there's also no leadership on this team in any position group. Like I I really can't think of a single vocal leader this team has. Yeah. Um can you? I mean, I can't think of anybody that would fit that description.
0: Haskell um, Garrett pretends to be one. He, he's he's very good at pretending that he is. I, I'll give him credit for that, <laughs> I guess.
1: Like, all the guys that are captains are fucking, like, backups or suck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is Cameron Bad a captain? He hasn't played football here in four years. Like, yeah. To Roger Mitchell's a special teams player. Why is he a captain? Like, you know, none of your good players have leadership capabilities, and you don't develop them to do that. That's a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Garrett Wilson's a shit-talker, but he's not a leader. Right? Like these guys, they're a bunch of quiet guys. And again, I keep coming back to this, but like Day allows everything to be permissible, right? Like I think it starts with his coaching staff. Like Kevin Wilson, non recruiter, that's okay. Like Corey Dennis got the job because his dad's uh, or his or Ryan Day's old boss. That's cool. Like Parker Fleming gets the job because, you know, he's good at coaching lingo and happens to be friends with Ryan Day. Mm-hmm. That's fine too. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Greg uh, draw one, doesn't recruit, gets embarrassed and say frequently. Fields a below-average position group, makes baffling personal decisions, hands-starting jobs with the guys who never earned it. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Just come back next year. Mm-hmm. Just keep, keep collecting checks. You know what I mean? Just, like, just uh, None of this stuff, it's better. In, it, it doesn't get better. It just keeps getting worse under him.
0: Related to that, um, bringing back Al Washington, like begging to get Al Washington back from Tennessee this offseason, insane thing to do
1: insane um, thing to do. Uh, his I line- I char- do I don't know if I characterize it an in interaction that way
0: his linebackers suck just let him go
1: his linebackers stay I, <laughs> he can't- I'm actually kind of torn on that Washington man I, I, I think he can't the linebacker unit was pretty good the last couple years before this before this I I
0: don't really I don't I I think that improvement in 2019 was largely Jeff Halfley um and I, I think that the man very obviously doesn't know how to recruit outside of the state of ohio he's lucky that there have been good linebackers in ohio but his best linebacker right now is a running back he was a running back that showed up uh, in
1: well i mean look like two of the best players he's recruited have been like moved out of his position room right like court williams and craig young have really flashed time have see when they've been allowed to play and they took him out of his position room and they should be linebackers like that that hurts the depth too right
0: Sure. I, I still think that, like, Steel Chambers getting worse as the season goes on or Cody Simon falling off a cliff, that's probably not... <laughs> you
1: know,
0: it's refle- not a good sign. It's, no, not, it's not, not reflecting sign, well. But- like, there was a play yesterday, one of the Hassan Haskins, one of Hassan Haskins' 55 touchdowns, uh, where on the goal line, they're like a yard out. I don't know if you saw this, but both Ohio State linebackers, it was Steel Chambers and Cody Simon on the field, get blocked by one right guard, um, and there's like there's a huge hole and Haskins runs right into it. But, like, Steel Chambers is just kind of looking at him. He doesn't even really get blocked. He just kind of walks into the guard instead of, he's the you know he's the the, he's the other side of that gap. He should be the one there, and he's just he kind of gets sucked to the other side of the field and doesn't even try to bounce back. Um, those guys stink. They're not any good. Like the yeah, lineback, they're really bad. The linebacker Steel Chambers flashes, and I think that he was pretty good at the beginning of the season, but he looked like shit yesterday, just like every other linebacker on the team
1: um he looked really bad i mean he, like, he at least flashed sometimes like he was at least making some plays towards the boundary but uh not nearly enough and uh i mean it's pretty easy to look good when the guy opposite from you is, is cody simon yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? like <laughs> as long as you're just like breathing and like within five feet of the gap you're supposed to be in you look better than cody simon so yeah the uh the I guess la- good for him on that front
0: the last thing that i have on this and then we will we will move on unless you have anything else um I have more. Okay, well my my <laughs> last thing and then I'll pass it back to you is that before the season, uh we we talked a little bit. I wrote an entire article about how Ryan Day in the way that he got this job was kind of reminiscent of what happened at Miami when Larry Coker took over for um Butch Davis uh and we talked about how that probably wasn't a thing worth worth really thinking about but it was a thing to just draw you know eyes to and just say hey kind of kind of similar um i don't know if you remember i i have a, a decent grasp of this from going back and watching these games going back and reading about this team um do you remember the thing that that was kind of the downfall of those miami teams of the coker teams and the coker years in general um no not really
1: I wasn't really It was a football fan at the time.
0: It was that they rolled the ball out and expected the other team to give them the win because they were Miami. Um it right, was it was, right. they had a whole bunch of former five stars who assumed that they could just do that and it would be fine. Um and largely for the first 2 years they were right. They they were dominant in 2001. They were really really good in 2002. 2003, They walk into the Virginia Tech game. They're at Virginia Tech playing at Lane Stadium. Very physical team. uh, And they get the shit kicked out of them. They just get absolutely drilled, lose to Tennessee the next week. Um, The thing that killed Larry Coker at Miami was atrophy. It was not really making changes to anything that was going on within the program, not wanting to step on anybody's toes, not wanting to draw the same title that his predecessor did, which was as something of a hard-ass. Larry Coco really liked to be styled as the players' coach, and eventually mm-hmm. it caught up to him because none of his players could win tough games. Um, he had a, a a team that was, largely speaking, not built to win big games because it wasn't tough enough to do so. It wasn't mentally tough enough to do so. He couldn't do things like go for two, down nine, out of fear that if he doesn't get it, his team will quit. Um, that I'm not gonna say that Ryan Day is Larry Coker, but I'm say I'm gonna say his team looks a whole lot like those Miami teams did. Like a lot of the issues, it's definitely
1: starting to. I, I do want to point out, though, I think one thing that might be different is I would argue with Larry Coker the problem with those teams was the underclassmen, whereas I think the problem with this team is the upperclassmen. Oh, don't
0: right? worry. I, like, I, like, I think the underclassmen here stink too. I, I wouldn't. I I uh I just don't. Think I don't know. I think there might. are a
1: lot of guys who are at least starting to make a difference, and, and, and I mean. It's going to be hard. like it's very hard to build a program when you don't have veteran leadership or, or senior guys to show the way to younger players. And Ohio State's now situation yeah. because of what happened with Urban Meyer's recruiting failures towards the end of his tenure, as well as his coaching hire failures and a lot of other failures, and including the failure of his brain most of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, but then I don't know. Like,
0: what do those young guys grow into then? If that's all they've ever seen,
1: that's a question, right? And that's a scary place to be. Because then, like, the individual development of these team players is determinative of the future of the program. Yeah, And that is a scary place to be in. Like, I, I'm, I'm not saying it's a good place, but, like, I think there are at least reasons to be... Reasons I think it's going to turn in the right direction um, in terms of, like, Tyleek Williams, JT Chuba out, and Jack Sawyer seeming to give a shit as freshman on the defensive line. Sure. Um, like, Tyleek being as outraged as he has been if he wasn't getting snaps the last few games, which he should be pissed about, Yeah, uh, is at least a good sign. Like, guys who are hungry to play and know they're better than these upperclassmen they are ahead of them. Um, you know, I, I think, like, hopefully C.J. Hicks and Sonny Styles, those guy's the linebacker, uh, hopefully there's more of them besides that. Mm. Hopefully Court Williams has an edge to this team. Like, I don't know. It's a lot of hopefully, hopefully, hopefully across all positions. Um, but Ohio State at least has skill talent, right? And, like, I think that as these guys get older, if the mentality around the coaching staff uh, actually becomes as, like, ruthless as it should be and as people pretend that it is the media, and again, I want to point this out. I've been saying it for weeks now, but calling Ryan Day aggressive is such a fucking it's ridiculous. Anyone it's who's wrong. reading ridiculous. It is such an embarrassment. It's, it's wrong. completely yeah.
0: wrong. Running a spread offense does not make you aggressive in 2021. Right. That's stupid. Ridiculous.
1: Like I don't understand what people think is aggressive about him. Like and genuinely, what has he done to earn that moniker? Like he brought in Justin Fields instead of Tate Martell. Who yeah. wouldn't do that? Yeah, he, like, fi- what he fired coach Greg- in the
0: country. He fired Greg Ciano, <laughs> who was already going to leave. Great.
1: Right, right. He got rid of Billy Davis and Tabor Johnson. Like, oh, man, that was a tough one. Like, really, really really hard choice there.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, What a ruthless guy. Like, he's kept this fat fucking lazy loaf Greg Cedrower around for how many seasons now to do nothing for this team. Uh, He's kept. He's let every guy let their position group get worse. Cal Washington's done nothing this year. Larry Johnson has the worst year he's ever produced probably in his, you know, 40 years of coaching. Back to Uh, back, too. Like, Kerry Combs uh, was allowed to come back as D.C. after one of the worst performances in the history of Ohio State. Uh, and then had to get replaced by a guy named Matt Barnes. People are now saying he should keep the job as DC. Mm. If you think that, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> if you think that Matt Barnes should be given this job as a lone DC, you are not a smart person or someone who's bright anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It he was... came out against he didn't adjust the entire game He came out at 425 because he runs down his throat before quarters. Didn't change anything. Yeah. What about that tells you he's a good coach? Like, again, because you did well against. Uh, you know Michigan State, who couldn't protect the quarterback or running back, and, and that's it. Like, what else? Yeah. Three other good games. Indiana. Who cares? I can stop Tom Allen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you know what I mean. Like, who gives a fuck?
0: And we are hearing that you actually have stopped Tom Allen, and you are you are responsible. I stopped Tom <laughs> Allen.
1: I'm the one who cut his salary. Yeah. Uh, but and, and, and you know, I mean, and also, what would you say besides Clemson? Because I think Clemson's an exception here. Where Ryan Day clearly learned from the first game, made adjustments. But again, Dabo sucks. Besides mm-hmm. Clemson. What would you say Ryan Day has learned from during his tenure at Ohio State?
0: Uh, I mean, not much. I I, I don't... Right? Like, yeah.
1: they got killed with boundary runs all day against work. What did Michigan do? Boundary oh. runs yeah. all day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't, like, I, I don't know if there's a great answer because they certainly didn't adjust to the Alabama game in any meaningful way. They pretty, right. pretty much just ran it back. Um, they, sure, and yeah, w- when he know. struggled
1: up the middle, what did he learn from the last two seasons? Like nothing. Nothing. Just let that keep happening, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think Ryan Day is, is assimilating information. Like, I think he, like, again, like you said earlier with Larry Coker, thinks he can just roll the ball out and win these games, and he probably can do that ten times a year. That's not good enough. Like, that is absolutely not good enough in a highest win 10 games. You, the talent you have on this team, you should be competing for national championships, or you should be fired. That is the answer. Like, if Ryan Day doesn't beat Michigan next year and win the Big Ten again, uh, he should be fired.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't make
1: major staff changes, Zossies. I should say last. I mean, like, he has a chance to make major changes to the staff. Um, and it has to happen. Like, the whole defense has to be overhauled. Right? Like, you can keep. Uh, I, I, I know you went out, watched and fired. I'm a big one of the matter. Like, that's fine if he goes, it's fine if he stays. I don't really care um, as long as he's a position coach. But uh, Matt Barnes should be nothing better than a passing game coordinator next year. And you have to bring in a real DC and fire Parker Fleming. And you have to fire Greg Sedrawa. Well. Yeah. Those changes have to be That's three of them. Yeah. Hire a real DC, fire Fleming, fire Sedrawa. Well. If you don't do that, you do not care about winning games and winning titles. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't earn a paycheck. Yeah, I, that's the standard. Like, like, he has to get that done.
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think you're off base on, on any of that. I'm curious to see what he does because, I just based on these first two years, I would not expect all three of those things. And no, and neither
1: would I. I just want to go back to the Strahle thing one more time because I'm really hit on it, and I, I really dog this guy a lot. Sure. But I, I think the reason I do it's so emblematic of the larger problems of the program, which is that you have this guy who's inherited from River Meyer. At no point in time during tenure here, it's not anything to recruit like, he doesn't really go on visits to like like high schools. Uh whenever uh whenever Ryan Day went to Iowa to go see uh Peyton Kirkland and Xavier Longpa, mm-hmm. uh Kirk Stroma didn't go. Um, he reportedly had an official visit with Ernest Green, where he didn't even like host Green the visit. He kind of sat down on a bench and watched Green mill around and recruits. Um he, he didn't have Paris Shot's phone number. And so after Irvin left Ohio state, uh, like just basic things <laughs> you would do to recruit high level players. He does not do. Yeah. He doesn't make an effort. He gets embarrassed on in-state recruiting by uh, Michigan state for Christ's sakes. Like, like just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just gets beat by schools. You should not get beat by. He has a 50% hit rate on like offered and taker offered and taker prospects in Ohio. Um, it's embarrassing. Like it's really embarrassing. He's still a coach here, and I think Ryan Day is letting that happen year after year and saying it's permissible as long as the unit on the field is still okay, yeah. or like good enough. It's such a cultural systemic problem that goes so much deeper than one coach or one like one recruiting issue. It's just really fucking bad, dude. It's really bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Do you mind if I talk about Michigan briefly before we move on here?
1: Yeah, you can. I have to.
0: Okay. Um, I was impressed with what Michigan did here. I think that Josh Gattis' game plan was really good. Uh, I think that it's, again, Ohio State's defense is is probably more to blame here than than anything else, but I do think that Michigan had the right idea. I think that Michigan came in and recognized where weaknesses were on Ohio State's defense, which is to say primarily in the middle of it. Um, Even against an Ohio State secondary that I didn't think played terribly. Denzel Burke was beaten pretty badly a couple times, but other than that, it wasn't like Michigan threw a ton, but um, I think that they handled tackling pretty well, which you don't really want to say about a secondary, but they, they did. Um, but Michigan's offense, I thought that the Michigan offensive game plan here was pretty much perfect. I think that they executed it as well as I have seen a team execute its game plan this year. The defense did largely what it needed to do. Like I said, the the ends impressed me a lot. Josh Roche looked good. Um, I, I think that this one is it is it's an indictment of Ohio State certainly but I do also think that Michigan is more so to me than it certainly was before this game or at any point this season a, a real actual full-on playoff team I'm I'm curious to see what they do against Iowa but I think that they're going to win I think they're going to be in the playoff I'm very interested in hopefully a Michigan Cincinnati playoff semifinal I think that'd be really fun I would I would like to watch it um it seems like we're we're on track for that but it was uh as a as a purely as a football game, it was a really cool environment. Uh, getting home from Ann Arbor was not enjoyable, but everything else about the the atmosphere about the game was impressive. Um, and I think that Michigan's performance was really impressive. And I think that lastly, as Ryan has has said, Ohio State has some some I think structural things that need to be addressed sooner than later. And if they aren't, I think this is going to go downhill fairly quickly here. Which is it's you know you you we we are still at the point here where you'll get by the 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 powers that be you'll you'll get laughed at for saying like something like that about Ryan Day uh the the you know old guard of of Ohio State media especially will will laugh that out of the room but I don't think it's incorrect by any means I I think that Ryan Day is absolutely someone worth talking about as like someone who has done a shitty job both of the last two seasons and really hasn't yeah proven a whole lot behind beyond <laughs> like he was good in 2019 i guess he got justin fields he had a, a ready-made team um and i like you said i think jim harbaugh was spot on he was he was born on third base here and it's uh i think it's time for him to prove that he can actually get there on his own
1: Hmm. well let's move on to uh we have a lot of coaching news go over here in the podcast and it's probably gonna be coming in live by a minute here yeah. so we should get through some of these notes yeah uh, talk to ryan day Uh, He's on my shit list. Uh, I was right about him, and uh, you should apologize to me if he thought I was crazy for calling soft. That's all. Let's move forward.
0: I agree. Everyone should apologize (laughs) to Ryan. All right, coaching news. Um, mm, Big one here. Lincoln Riley is leaving Oklahoma, not for LSU, as previously thought, but for USC. Um, God damn, this – Mike Bone, man, this is one hell of a move for USC. What an impressive move. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he just put his nuts on the table. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is a huge move, right? Like, there's nothing else to say about it. This is a huge get, especially when the other options being turned around were uh, like Matt Campbell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ken Stickney for that one. Um, you know, like, this is a, this is probably the best get of a coaching cycle and how well, like when's the last time someone made a better hire? Yeah. Better. I don't, I don't know. I mean, urban Meyer to Ohio state, like is the last time this was like, there was a better hire than Lincoln Riley.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, I, you I, could, you could say that there was not a similar impact, but a similar kind of pop to Jimbo to Texas A&M because of how surprising it was, but for it, sure. it really it's, this is, this is big time. I mean, this was a big, big, big time move from an AD that we had not, seen make a hire like this before, just because he hadn't been in the position to do so. Uh, but Mike Bone now, man, it has to be talked about as one of the more impressive ADs in college football after he got Luke Fickle at Cincinnati and now Lincoln Riley at USC. That's, I would, I would assume, I would have to assume two for two, right? Cause there's no way this doesn't, this doesn't work at least in a, in a, a significant way if not in a title winning way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean the question is to what extent um, working means, you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think Greg like, Riley will only spend 10 games a year in the Pac-12, which is pretty much working. I can win conference titles sure. about as often as he does not there. Um, if not more often. So, yeah. I mean, that's a huge win. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, that's uh, that's fantastic. So, yeah, I, I think yeah this is... <laughs> I don't know what else to say except it's one of the best... It's one of the best times I can any, remember anyone making. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I would expect that USC will be a consistent playoff contender now. And that is... That's what the Pac-12 needs. That's what USC needs, really, really badly. It's what it probably should be. Um, it's I, also
1: what college football needs, right? Like yeah, structurally, yeah. It for needs sure. a regional system, uh, which is good because this, I mean, this this makes the the West Coast much more relevant again. Yeah. And like the, the Pac-12 was a real danger there with Washington falling off a cliff. Probably think, and like think and, and Arizona State about to be on mass probation. Like it was about to look really rough up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, it's good to see USC. Get back in the game um people pointed this out by the way on twitter but usc has like what's i'm sorry uh oklahoma rather has like seven yes uh blue I, chip commits i was just gonna uh, reference this. california yeah oklahoma yeah.
0: this is from jason kersey of the athletic oklahoma currently has commitments from five star 2022 running back Relique brown plus five star 2023 commits quarterback malachi nelson and makai lemon and a four star 2023 wide receiver and deandre moore all from southern california um I'm gonna guess those guys are not gonna be committed to Oklahoma for much longer. That's my that's, that's <laughs> my my two cents on that.
1: Oh man! Um, oh, also, uh, have you seen this? Have you see what I'm seeing?
0: Uh, from the Fort Worth Star Telegram
1: guy about Sunny Dykes. Yes. <laughs> yep. I think we just saw <laughs> I think the same. we right at the exact same time. Yeah, I think we both saw the <laughs> Bud
0: Elliott quote tweet on this fool. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, for our listeners here, uh, for Mac Angle at Mac Angle Pro, keep a close eye on this. Oklahoma is interested in Sonny Dykes. Is interested in the Sooners. Uh, Sonny is scheduled to be introduced on Tuesday as TCU's head coach. Uh, <laughs> dude, this rocks. Could I you? Mean, could you I imagine
0: also, I... TCU in hell?
1: <laughs> TCU, oh man, TCU down horrendous. <laughs> oh my this god, this could not be me. I just want to say that could not be me. Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, that, I mean,
0: um, if you're Oklahoma, and and last thing on Lincoln Riley here, um, is who the fuck do they get? If if, for, if, if for, it's not
1: Sonny Dykes though,
0: yeah, I don't. But la- last thing on, on we'll talk about that in just in just a second. Lincoln Riley recruiting in Southern California is is going to be very good. He's he's really cool. good at recruiting yeah. in Southern California. I'd be surprised if he doesn't take Bill Beatenball with him, who's a really good offensive line coach. Um, right. That's I think it's going to work really well. Anyway, Oklahoma. If not, no, well, no, no!
1: Really quick, because really, I'm to jump into this. This is like the kind of guy you need at USC because, yeah. like,
0: like we talked about last
1: week on the pod. Yeah, USC is a glitz and glamour job. That's how you win there. Like, you win by being the biggest show in town besides the Lakers because no one's ever bigger than the Lakers. Yeah, uh, and, and you get the attention that way, right? Like, that's what you. It has to be a Hollywood program, and Lincoln Riley has the offense recruiting ability to make it a Hollywood program.
0: Yeah, and the quarterbacks. Um,
1: so, uh, right, the quarterbacks, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I'm looking forward to seeing it for sure. I think it's gonna be fun. I like to have USC good again, um, and Oklahoma, as we're about to get into right now, is now down tremendously. Yes. <laughs> into yeah, the SEC West. Well,
0: yeah, what you're selling here is you get to be the third or second best program in the SEC West, and you're also Maybe. not you're not in the Southeast. You're <laughs> and now you can't fucking recruit California because Lincoln Riley is there. What is the sell uh, here?
1: Oklahoma is speedrunning how to become Nebraska.
0: Yeah. Hey, great move going to the SEC, you fucking morons. You get to be four and eight now. Awesome.
1: (laughs) God. (laughs) I wonder if there's any part of, like, the athletic directors there who are trying to reverse their decision. I wonder if they're like, ah, just
0: kidding. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. never mind. <laughs> big 12 is looking at No, two... no,
1: we, we'd actually love to play with Houston, Cincinnati and BYU. Yeah, the, come the, like, the big
0: are... The Big 12 is looking at its new configuration and seeing two of its teams in the playoff right now. It's just like, hmm, mm, maybe maybe you guys can keep on moving. <laughs> you should keep going to the SEC. <laughs> keep on walking, buddy. We've got two playoff teams This right is, like, going
1: to go down as maybe an all the time, I don't know. Like maybe I'm mean all the time hunger. But then again, they don't really care about winning games. They care about money, so yeah, maybe not. But,
0: well, I've got great, um, I've got great news for them. Then they're going to get lots of money. And if you don't care about winning <laughs> games, this is a fantastic
1: decision. Yeah, um, I'd love to see this. I oh, know this is really fun. So, so uh, if
0: if not Dykes, which seems to be the rumor right now, what is the move for Oklahoma? Because they they have burned the bridge with Josh with Josh Heupel. That's not going to happen. I don't know if it should even. Why do appear. you say that? because uh, he got fired by Oklahoma. I I don't imagine that they have a great relationship. Um, just just in general. Um, Matt Campbell is the one that that people have been throwing around. I don't know, jokingly or non-jokingly. I think people know how we how you specifically, but how we on this podcast would feel about that. It'd be very funny. It won't work, but it'd be very funny. Um, if not that, I mean Dana you, Holgerson. Dana I Holgerson. If they call up Dana.
1: Ooh. Um, I think you, I think you call up Sam Pittman.
0: Yeah, um, Dana and the he's SEC retirement. Yeah, they, he's work. the he's the interim head coach right now. Um, Is he really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I think he still works for the. That, are you being serious? I yeah, didn't see that I, at all. I don't. I unless it was, unless it was a joke. I don't think he was.
1: No, no, I believe you, but I just didn't see that. Let me uh, let me check uh, to make crazy. Let me
0: check to make sure. Um, he's like, just gonna do
1: the. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I saw Dusty Dvorak tweeted expect Bob Stoops to be the interim yeah is he uh, is he
0: kidding i don't know if he's joking or not um <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> no way to know yeah uh, but uh, uh, this is a report from
0: from s i that says bob stoops is to serve as oklahoma's interim head coach um mm. let's see who's this who this from josh calloway this was thirty minutes ago okay i'll i'll take his word for it uh bob Stoops is the interim okay. head coach um that's
1: crazy yeah. um i mean Bob stoops could just do the uh uh, the Wisconsin thing, right? Just doing Barry Alvarez God, thing.
0: I guess. I mean, and, uh, speaking of things that wouldn't work, I don't think Bob Stoops would work in twenty twenty one. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Bob
1: Stoops trying to sell recruits to UCLA. Uh...
0: Yeah, man, that's uh, that's tough. That's a tough sell.
1: So okay, let's build some candidates here, Patrick. Uh yeah. We've got we got Matt Campbell. Okay. Uh, we've got Dana Holgerson. I think Sam Pittman would be a real candidate mm-hmm. uh, based on his background and his success in Arkansas so far.
0: Would Bill Ball uh, be a candidate? Just hire from within again?
1: Uh, I don't think he could do it again. I think it lose the product too much.
0: Yeah, probably not Alex Grinch either. Be very funny. No,
1: I'd say not. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, maybe you call up Jeff Trailer.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I would guess he. I would guess he turns it down. Um. Just. I.
1: I believe Dave Aranda has not yet signed his extension.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: you don't. Uh, Jeff Traylor does not turn down Oklahoma. Hang on.
0: I. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I mean, like, it's not. It's not Baylor or TCU. It's. It's. Uh, yeah. It's the fourth. It's, I mean, it's the it's fourth Oklahoma. best.
0: It's the fourth or fifth best, fifth best job in the SEC. How could you turn that down?
1: Uh, it's a blue blood job. Come on. Like. I, I, I mean, for now. Even...
0: Yeah. For now. <laughs> It's a blue blood job for the next two years.
1: It's still Oklahoma, dude. It's it, come on. It's like, there, there's no world in which trailer turns down any of like the big I region being Texas A&M, and Oklahoma.
0: I don't think that they would go after him. I don't, I don't think Oklahoma, I think probably they, not, yeah.
1: probably not, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really don't know. I, I mean, they probably make a run at Hypo just to see if he's interested. I don't think he would be. Um, I don't know. I don't I know what he's the movie good is enough
1: to, to make a run. At. No, he, he's
0: not, but I'm I'm saying that they probably do.
1: Uh, do you call up Chip Kelly? <laughs> I guess.
0: God, I guess. I don't know what else they're doing. He's not doing anything else. He might as well. Man. Yeah, Oklahoma
1: as uh, a program just really screwing UCLA in as many yeah. ways as possible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll, show, um, we, we'll show you motherfuckers. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know, maybe man. Maybe you
1: try to get uh, Eric Benamy from the Chiefs. I don't know. It'd
0: uh, be interesting. I think he'd do well, but... Um... I I don't I have no idea I have not seen any names pop up. I I imagine that that yeah. will happen that will start to happen tonight as people write their articles. But yeah, really... I'm trying to
1: start the rumor mill right now. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Ed Orgeron, I hear he's bit. Bu- I know I hear he's not. Uh, he's not busy.
1: That would rock. I mean, that would be really <laughs> fun. Oh man, Oklahoma. Uh, according to Adam Schefter, Oklahoma is targeting Cliff Kingsbury.
0: Let's go. <laughs> 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 Oklahoma is planning to wait until February to have
1: a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, I guess they're saying Kingsbury only has one year left in his contract, so he's just playing this for the for the extension Okay. the Cardinals. But yeah, uh, sure, still very very funny. Good um, God, <laughs> Cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is yeah. great. This is yeah. one of the best coaching searches in a long time. Yeah. But I do want to say, obviously, I'm very furious on a rivalry game yesterday, but just just ignoring the Ohio State game. What an awesome weekend of college football. What, yeah. what a great way to end the regular season. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, okay, we have like nine more things to get yeah. through on coaching search for so. Yeah, we'll we'll cycle uh,
0: through this here. Billy Napier to Florida. Uh Florida gets seemingly its number one candidate, at least from from the the rumor mill. Um mm-hmm. I, I think a good hire. I think we've talked about Billy Napier. I don't really have a ton else to say about it. I I think he'll do well there. I'm curious how he will handle the adjustment to the SEC, but he's been there before. Uh, I think he's a good recruiter. I think that uh, Billy Napier was one of the more disrespected coaches of this cycle and probably should have gotten an even better job than he did. I, I think he's a really good coach.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, Florida, good for him. I like better than himself. Yeah. I think a lot of these, um, a lot of these G5 coaches are kind of doing the same thing, uh, doing the same thing rather uh-huh. uh, in terms of kind of recognizing that like having a really good program and, and an easier conference to win and dominating there for a couple years where you wait for the right fit for you is a lot better than taking like whatever mid level G five job pops up.
0: Or or um, whatever mid-level P five, which I think a lot of schools are oh, bump- sorry. Yeah, yeah. mid-level P five. Which oh, I think okay. a lot so, of sorry. schools yeah. are bumping into right now. Um <laughs> and so like I think <laughs> that like if Dyke's leave, if dyke doesn't end up at TCU if you know, like Duke is just about to is is joining the search. Virginia Tech, Washington, these schools are still looking for for coaches. I think that we could end up with some really shit ass hires in this cycle. Oh yeah, G five coaches just aren't <laughs> leaving at the rate that they used to.
1: Like Duke, like Jamie Chadwell should not leave Postal for Duke. No, under any
0: circumstances. objectively. No, he should not. He like if he wanted to, if uh, if uh, Clausen had left Wake Forest and he wanted to go to Wake Forest, I think that would have made sense. But to oh, go, I wouldn't to, even do that. Like to go I, I to Duke. Even take that. Like I, I think you can win pretty quickly at Wake Forest with what Clawson left. That would be my my theory, and you can parlay that into a bigger job from there. But, um, yeah, I don't think you take Duke if you're if you're Jamie Chadwell. And so I think there's a lot of hires here, where like they're just gonna hire an assistant or some loser, some retread. Where you're you're gonna have a bunch of just shitty hires, blatantly, openly, obviously shitty hires. Um, which brings us to and i think that this can this can tie in the next two topics as well what does lsu do, what does lsu do now it misses on lincoln riley lsu
1: do, do more
0: like yeah lsu do, do. <laughs> misses out seemingly misses on jimbo jimbo has said no a couple <laughs> times now um lincoln riley said last night he's not he's not going to lsu he wasn't kidding um after their reports there were reports that he was considering that uh my read on it is that he was looking into both lsu felt confident he ended up picking usc but that still leaves LSU without a coach. Billy Napier's going to Florida, which was kind of their last, their you know their last hope. What the fuck do you do if you're LSU? There's no co- there's no coaches Dude. left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're just a huge unforced error here by LSU, like yeah. and, and not taking Napier for the job that yeah. uh, he'd be great for. Absolutely, uh, just a massive unforced error.
0: Yeah, like, um, like Dave Aranda, we're, we're assuming he's going to stay at Baylor. It certainly sounds like he wants to stay at Baylor. I think USC would have been the job that he took if he was going to take one mark stoops denied that he's leaving kentucky he said he wants to stay at kentucky he has not signed an extension but he has that rolling five-year extension thing uh so he doesn't really need to uh, i don't know who you hire if you're lsu
1: there's not any coaches there's nobody left do you hire a fucking bill o'brien i mean i think you're in a really bad spot yeah i, I don't know what to say i mean maybe you look at I can't think Dana Holders is gonna get a big fucking job in the cycle, And it seems inevitable, right? Like someone's yeah. gonna to pay to get Dana Holgersen, which yeah. is so embarrassing to do. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I really think that they're kinda of up shit creek, right? They have to pull something out of their ass in terms of in terms of finding a coach at the NFL level. Yeah. Like maybe you try to get uh uh, who's the Tampa AOC? the old uh, Marshall quarterback, Byron Luffledge. Yeah. Uh, like maybe you try to go get Byron Leftwich or Eric the enemy and hope that works out. Uh, yeah, maybe you try to, maybe somebody know. tries he,
0: to go nab, like I think Virginia Tech might try to go nab Charles Huff still, even though he was not very good at Marshall this year. Um. It, I think there's going to be a lot of hires like that where it's just like, I I don't know, man. I don't really, this doesn't make sense in the general cycle.
1: Yeah. Um. There's just a lot of nonsense hires that are going to happen. Like, I don't know. Could Ellis you pull off Cristobal or something? Still, could that happen? Jesus, uh, if
0: it can, that it's just going to kick <laughs> everything right off
1: again. Um, man. Yeah, that's the. I mean, I, I just don't know. I'm trying to like I'm rocking my brain for who you even go look at right now at this point. Um, and I don't think there's the obvious option. Like, if you can't get Stoops, and it seems like they probably can't, which is crazy. First of all, by the way, it's nuts yeah. that Kentucky might keep Stoops. Yeah. Um, if you can't get him, I truly don't know. What your option is?
0: Um, I, I really, yeah, I have no idea. I, I have no idea. There's. I'm no... like
1: sitting here grasping at straws. I think it really might be Dana Holgorsen or Sam Pittman. Jesus. I don't think Pittman leaves though. Yeah,
0: I don't think he leaves uh, for. I don't think he leaves for anything. I don't. I don't even think he leaves for Oklahoma. He seems to like it at a, at a, at Arkansas. Man.
1: Um. Do you go for like Dre Block? Hire... <laughs> You're trying to get Treyvlon. <laughs> Say To hire like Barry Odom or something, I don't know. Good <laughs> god, Lane.
0: LSU, um, LSU, getting rid of of Ed Orgeron so that it can hire
1: <laughs> Barry Odom. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: is I don't even disagree with hiring like firing ordron, like in a vacuum. I, I think it makes sense, but the timing he did it in means they should have had time to get a candidate. Like you have yes. to have someone, yeah. to tell you. Yes, before you do that. Yeah. It, it, it
0: just, this is insane. This is an insane thing for, for this, this cycle to produce for LSU. How did LSU uh, fuck think, this up so bad?
1: I think LSU is like the fourth best job in college football, too. Yeah. Like, I would only put, like, Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State ahead of it. Yeah. And uh, they're going to
0: end up with, like like, fucking Bill O'Brien. They're going to get an insanely shitty coach.
1: Good God! I mean, do you go higher? Like, do you do you take Jamie Chadwell to be your coach? Like, <laughs> Jesus!
0: Coastal Carolina to LSU is is the goddamn war path right there. That's crazy. Oh man! I'm trying to, th- but
1: like, really, like, wrap yeah, your brain. For I don't who know. Knows is even an option?
0: I don't know. Um, do you, do you go after like fucking Scott Satterfield? Do you? There's not. That would suck. Yeah, that would suck. There's not any sort of obvious coach that hasn't already taken it. do you do you try and get fucking Paul Christ who just went 8 and 4? Do you I don't know what you do do you get Narduzzi? They hire Pat
1: Narduzzi? Yeah, we <laughs> we both got there independently. <laughs> Hiring Pat Narduzzi at LSU would be the funniest possible outcome. Well, I mean, do you like do they look at Dave Doran? Is that a possibility? Jesus
0: Christ. I mean, he'd take it. <laughs> Dave Dorn would take the job. Oh, yeah, he Dave, would take that Dave job. Dorn will take any uh, job that you offer him. If you want Dave Dorn to work at your coffee shop, Dave Dorn will do it. <laughs> just, to, just to give him an offer. I'm just,
1: I'm just scrolling through, like, like standings Sean, right now to see if Lewis. Sense.
0: Does Sean Lewis end up getting a big job oh, out of this? Oh, no.
1: There's no way Sean Lewis gets an LSU. I don't think he's that good.
0: I want, like, 7-5 in the MAC. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> I'm being... I don't think he gets LSU, but does he get a big job because of this? Because there's such a dearth of of coaching talent.
1: Someone's gonna hire Mike Loxley, dude. <laughs> it's
0: gonna be me. I'm gonna do
1: it for Ohio State. Um, ironically, I think LSU should look at Jeff Brown. Oh my god. Ugh. I mean, looking at the candidate pool they have,
0: it it's, makes some sense. It's dog shit. <laughs> the candidate pool so bad, bro. Just hire Dan Mullen. Who cares? Doesn't matter yeah you're just gonna fire whoever Um, you hire you're just gonna fire in three years anyway at least Dan Mullen is cheap you don't have to pay a buyout
1: they need to get uh Brady Hoke back in a big job soon no that's what we
0: need no leave him be (laughs) you leave Brady alone we love Brady
1: they're gonna offer like Kyle Whittingham or something I don't know uh Jesus Christ! I mean, can you still get Lane Kiffin? Lane's still on the board.
0: Yeah, Lane is still on the board. I guess you could try. If and you get, get
1: Lane. Lane Kiffin, this is all okay.
0: Yeah, if you go get Lane, I'm feeling pretty good about it. If I'm LSU, after, after looking at, but if the... you get
1: almost anyone else, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man,
1: <coughs> I uh,
0: I don't awesome. know. Thank you. I uh, I have no idea. Did they end up with like a fucking you Georgia assistant? Think,
1: you have to think Terry Bowden is easier to
0: of course, yeah. Terry Bowden, the the finesse king, is going to pull something out of this. Um, all right, let, let's 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 shift gears here. I'm sure we're going to talk about LSU again. We're going to do a coaching specific show here at some point, and I promise it's not this one. Um, so let's 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 hit a couple quick ones here. Sonny Dykes to TCU allegedly, maybe we'll see. Uh, Jake Dickert to Washington State, I think is a good hire. He's the interim coach there. Uh, they played well for him. They beat Washington. I I have no complaints about this one. Uh, Jerry Kill to New Mexico State who cares who gives a shit doesn't matter he'll be gone in three years anyway very weird hire but also new mexico state is a a dead program um david cutcliffe is out at duke um any thoughts on any of those four um hmm.
1: yeah uh more like david cutcliffe huh yeah get his ass um show him who's boss jake dickert's a good hire i like wazoo yeah Uh, wazoo's really good um uh, I think that uh, Sonny Dykes, as I already tweeted, and you agreed with, he put a pox on his house. Uh-huh. Uh, get he him is out of here. making the wrong move.
0: Bad guy, certified uh, bad guy.
1: Bad dude. If he gets yeah, the Oklahoma
0: like job, then then I I would understand it. But SMU to TCU, no, no, get real.
1: Yeah, yeah, come on, grow up. Uh, TCU is a worse job.
0: Yeah, it's boring. It's boring SMU. You're like if you're it's SMU if your booster didn't give a shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, all of your players were openly roasting TCU this season and saying no one comes here to go to Fort Worth, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know what else to say. I mean, that, that, I hate Sonny Dykes now. He's a, uh, unless he uh, leaves TCU, he's on my shit list for good. Yeah, loser. Uh, loser mindset. Jerry Kill, very funny. He got a job again. Mm-hmm. Um, good for him. <laughs> good for Jerry. Yeah,
0: we love Jerry. <laughs> good
1: um, for Jerry. Yeah. So, it, so, so
0: Duke here. Just real quick, and we won't go as in depth on this. Jamie Chadwell is saying no. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you hire here. Do you go after Mike Houston after he went what seven and five at ECU or whatever it is? Do you try and get five and seven Will Healy? Uh, what is the move here? This doesn't make any sense.
1: Uh, Why? Are you maybe ju- you hire one of the two Clark's. You either hire Bill Clark or Sean Clark, sure. right? From either uh, UAB or App State. Oh, maybe um, Fuente.
0: Just bring him right back to the ACC. <laughs>
1: yeah come on fuente come one uh, state down <laughs> uh i'm trying to think who else is out there i'm just again i'm just scrolling through job openings right now yeah uh sean lewis would take it
0: yeah sean uh, lewis certainly would take it sean lewis would take uh again i think he'd take pretty much any job um
1: but i gave you a really funny scenario absolutely uh duke head coach hugh freeze
0: okay I'm in. All right. I agree. Yeah. Hugh Freeze is going to get a big job about, out of this. How do we forget about Hugh Freeze?
1: <laughs> I mean, it'd be funnier if this all somehow came out that Hugh Freeze didn't get a big job. <laughs> Hugh Freeze gets fired. Yeah, everyone gets an upgrade <laughs> except Hugh Freeze. <laughs> That's uh, a better outcome. Hugh
0: Freeze really did fumble uh, the bag because if they go 10 and 2, he's getting the LSU job. This man mm-hmm. fucked it up so bad. Brother, yeah. you, you had Malik Willis. Uh, how did you do this? how did you go 7 and 5 <laughs> with Malik Willis? What do you mean?
1: Jeez, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. This stuff rocks. Yeah. Uh, I La- love the coaching carousel. So it's, it's so fun.
0: It's great. Last last little bits here. Uh, open jobs at Washington, Virginia Tech. I don't think SMU is still open. I think SMU hired Rhett Lashley. Um, oh, we, you're right. They did. Yeah, we bad. have SMU on the list. Louisiana now has an opening. Akron, Louisiana Tech, Troy, and FIU, and then Miami is kind of teetering. Doesn't? I don't. I don't have a great read on that right now. Um, I have no idea for any of these jobs. It seems like Justin Wilcox might be the favorite at Washington with Kalen DeBoer also in the conversation.
1: Oh, that is pathetic.
0: Yeah. That's not great. Virginia tech. I have no fucking idea. Maybe Charles Huff, I guess maybe Jamie Chadwell, I'd probably go Chadwell, but
1: I I, I don't know. I I think someone has to hire Kendall Bryles, right? Yeah,
0: probably. Um, I think somebody's probably going to hire Barry Odom. I think it might be Louisiana or Louisiana tech. If I'm being honest with you. Um, which I don't I don't feel great about, certainly if I'm either of those programs. Akron, it seems like he's gonna hire Kevin Wilson or is trying to hire Kevin Wilson, which is a, a train that way dog shit hire yeah. insane hire. Um, Troy. I
1: mean they could do worse right yeah They've sure done worse you, many you times could you
0: could do worse and they will do worse again, but um, it's it's not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna be good. Troy uh, it sounded like was looking at some P5 assistance, FIU same story um there's still a lot of of open open shit here and there's going to be more of it once these bigger jobs oh, yeah. continue to fill
1: yeah. steve a is getting fired too by the way that still hasn't happened yet it's yeah gonna happen. yeah. Um, yeah they're moving
0: the buyout of, the buyout money around there um
1: i'm starting to laugh at the idea that like ohio state's gonna fire half the staff and they're gonna lose the other half to the coaching <laughs> jobs
0: yes <Yeah. laughs> like
1: tony alford's gonna go get colorado state General Wilson's going to go to Akron. They're going to fire half the staff. Besides that, yeah, it's cool. You could get ten new coaches. What do I care? Yeah,
0: Brian Hartline is the only man left standing. <laughs> Brian Hartline <laughs> is Ohio State's only returning assistant, and that's cool. Yeah, we do love that. Um, all right, anything else on coaching news before we talk games, real quick here? Uh,
1: no, I guess not.
0: All right. Well, we will we will be back with a full coaching show, but for right now, this is what we've got. All right, game recaps. Iowa beats Nebraska. Minnesota beats Wisconsin. uh, Michigan versus Iowa for the Big Ten title game is set. We're going to go by conference title matchup. Um, uh, Nebraska does it again here. Very funny that Nebraska just keeps doing this. Um, I don't know how Scott Frost didn't get fired. It really seems like he probably should have. His is, this is a dog shit <laughs> coaching job that he has done with this team.
1: I think he's cool. I think yeah, he's cool. I
0: think he's cool. I think this was also like an eight and four or nine and three team, and he fucked it up so bad that they went three and nine, which is just incredible. That, that <laughs> do you know how shitty a coach you have to be to be six games below replacement? That's insane. That's so bad. <laughs>
1: and it's just it's great too because everyone could see it coming like if you ever seen the movie it follows you know what i'm talking about the horror movie
0: i'm familiar with it but i have not seen it
1: uh the premise is there's like this monster right it can take any shape someone you know someone you don't know and it can you know but it always moves forward at the same rate and it's always moving towards you sure uh nebraska is the it follows loss <laughs> in the sense that you don't know how they're going to do it But you know it's coming, and you know it's coming at the exact same time, which is the last 30 seconds of the fourth quarter. Yeah, And that's when they're going to blow it, and it happens every single week.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I live bet everything
1: I had in Iowa.
0: (laughs) Love that. Love that for you. Um, Minnesota beating Wisconsin is very funny. P.J. Fleck actually probably does get a bigger job out of this. We were joking about it a couple weeks ago. He probably does get a bigger job this offseason. Wisconsin should open, and it should go higher Sean Lewis. Paul Christ fucking sucks. This guy is terrible. I'm sick of this character. I mean,
1: but why would you hire Sean Lewis if you have Jim Leonard in the building?
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. Sean Lewis <laughs> can coordinate an offense.
1: Yeah, let him be an offensive coordinator. He'll get fired. That next job he's at soon enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Sean Lewis is average. I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, Paul Christ is bad. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Paul Christ is bad. I they... hate him at
1: Pitt. I, I hate him at Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, I've been on the Anthony Paul Christ train for uh, like eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of it. Yeah. And he sucks. Uh, hates- yeah. PJ Fleck, PJ Fleck has become cool again somehow. Uh, thanks.
0: To <laughs> he's, he's cycling rapidly between cool and uncool each <laughs> week. PJ Fleck is, is changing his skin to become cool or uncool. Um, and we are, we are loving it folks. We are, we are enjoying it. Wake Forest kills Boston college. Jeff Halfley re- confirms to the media that he's not going anywhere after going six and six at Boston college. Um, Pitt versus wake is set for the acc title should be really fun i'm looking forward to that one should be high scoring and enjoyable um yeah i mm-hmm. I, I like that i like that title matchup i like michigan iowa as a title matchup too i think that's going to be a fun game
1: i spent probably 45 minutes yesterday in my group chats trying to concoct scenarios uh to get Pitt into the playoff. And unfortunately okay. i don't think it's possible yeah um but, but
0: damn it if we're not gonna try. We are gonna try. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma in a thriller. Um What a game. Yeah. What a the, game. Banger. Certified banger. I listened to a lot of it on the radio driving back. Uh the Oklahoma State radio team was despondent when it was thirty three twenty four. Those men were they were ready to jump out of the booth. They were miserable. Um <laughs> and for, for Oklahoma State's defense to stand on its head for the entire second half, the nine points it surrendered was not its fault. It was a safety and then a uh a, a, a muffled or a a muffed punt into the end zone for a touchdown uh I thought the Oklahoma State defense in the second half was fantastic. I thought that Spencer Sanders did enough to win the game obviously because they won the game um I mm-hmm. am, I'm sold on Oklahoma State in the playoff just like I am with Michigan. I think it'd be I think it'd be interesting if nothing else I think that defense is is full on good.
1: Sure. I mean, like just the idea that we're gonna have like Mike Gundy, Jim Harbaugh, and a G five team all make a playoff in the same year and yeah, Georgia. Sure, whatever, man. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah, and and Georgia <laughs>
0: as like an obvious title favorite. This is the most insane playoff.
1: Yeah, I let's it. do it. This shit uh, rocks. I love it. <laughs> this shit rocks. Um... <laughs> somebody has to yeah, win. Uh, this Oklahoma State defense is nasty, by the way. Yes. They yeah. are really, really good. Yeah, uh, Jim really Knowles good. is an awesome coordinator.
0: Yeah, he is. Somebody somebody has to win a, a championship out of Georgia, a Georgia sports team, <laughs> but specifically Georgia football. Um, Jim Harbaugh, Mike Gundy, and a G five team. That rocks. Somebody's gotta win it.
1: I don't know who's going after to. The Brave won the, <laughs> after the Braves won the World Series, I think we're going to find out if, if the state of Georgia has like freed itself from the curse or just got its only title it's going to get for the next sixty years, yeah. Uh based on how this playoff goes. Yeah, and, Uh I, I was to this in our group chat last night. I am really worried the mission can actually win a national title now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they look good. <laughs> they look good on both sides of the ball. I, I think it's. I think Cincinnati's going to beat them if they play them. I just. I think Cincinnati's better. Yeah, I do too. Um But.
1: But man. I, I, I also... God, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we just said it was good. <laughs> no, it sucks, dude. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I, I'm ready for. I'm ready for uh, Iowa to beat Michigan, <laughs> <laughs> so that Notre Dame I, uh... can get in. This man wants Notre Dame. to yeah, that's the better. That's way better to me. Uh, I would much prefer that, yes.
0: I'm, um. <laughs> I'm rooting for Michigan heavily in the Big Ten uh, Championship so that I can go to Pasadena. But the good news is, because I know everybody's <laughs> very worried about this, I think if Michigan loses, Ohio State goes to the Sugar Bowl, so I get to go to New Orleans for, for New Year's. So either way... And
1: that is fine. We do yeah. have New Orleans.
0: Either way, don't worry about your friend Patrick. He's going to be just fine for New Year's. <laughs> and we'd love to hear that.
1: Yeah. Um. I'll also do some tips and recommendations, but uh, that's besides the point. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oklahoma State rocks. Uh, Oklahoma sucks. Yeah. Uh, although I will say that play like late in the fourth quarter where uh, Oklahoma State forgot to spy Caleb Williams and he took off scrambling and mm-hmm. just had 40 yards yes. in open grass, uh, was terrifying. Yes. I just kept waiting like second after second for someone to come into screen for Oklahoma State. Yeah. And there were just no defenders in the, in the field of vision. Uh, totally insane. That was a tough.
0: But, that was a tough look, and especially I really loved every Oklahoma State fan collectively losing their minds as they realized that there's no one there to tackle. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> moment.
1: Oh man. I mean, Patrick, I hate to say this, but you know, like the most Oklahoma State and Michigan the season to end is after they finally beat their rival. They both lose the conference title game to like, totally. two lost teams. Totally, yeah. yeah. Leaving
0: us without uh, a fourth playoff team. There's just not a fourth playoff team this year. Sorry, <laughs> we only have the three. Georgia gets a bye. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Elsewhere, in I the, don't know who would make it in. I mean,
0: it, uh, I mean, I, I, Bama. Yeah. Maybe Bama. Honestly, maybe Iowa or Baylor does because they're a conference champion. If Oregon beats Utah, maybe it does because it avenges its loss and wins a conference. Uh, Notre Dame would, and then I have no fucking clue. If Cincinnati loses, we're shit out of luck. Nobody's getting in this year. It's just Georgia.
1: Oh, yeah. Very grim. Very grim scene. Yeah. I Dude, I posted this on on Twitter. I should probably just read the scenario now for you. Uh, I know you saw this, but um, one second here. Let me pull this up. Uh, It's the last time Oklahoma State and Michigan both won their rivalry game in the same year. Uh, was 2011, yeah, which is also the last time we had a G5 team compile back-to-back top 10 finishes, Let's go. which Cincinnati would do obviously this year. Yeah. And it's also the last time Oklahoma State finished in the top four, but that also means that Alabama uh, won a rematch at the SEC game and already lost for national Oh, rematch. no.
0: Oh, no. So... <laughs> Oh no! So,
1: Alabama's going to lose to Georgia somehow, still get in the playoff and win an national title. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah,
0: well, we will have a good run until then. It will be very fun up until that point. <laughs> Baylor also in the Big Twelve survives Texas Tech. No thoughts on that. I think I think that's going to be a fun game next week. Baylor Oklahoma State. It was good last time. I'm I'm looking forward to it this time. Um, and I'm looking forward to Oklahoma not being there, which kicks ass. Very funny. Uh, yep. Georgia versus yep. Alabama for the SEC title game. Worst game of the next week. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. Georgia's going to beat them by fifty. Don't don't even think about this one. It doesn't matter. You don't need to give it any brain power. Georgia's going to win by fifty. Alabama stinks. The team's not good.
1: Um, I know, but I'm still nervous.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm I'm here. To, I I'm here to tell all of you. Georgia's good. Alabama isn't. You don't need to worry about this one. Georgia's going to win. I promise. All right,
1: well, we shouldn't think about it anymore. I don't want to think about the game anymore, than I already have to. Oregon
0: uh, Oregon <laughs> crushes Oregon State. Utah beats Colorado to get to the Pac-12 championship game. Gonna didn't be-
1: Oregon win by, like, nine points? They did crush Oregon State.
0: They were up 31-9 to nine at one point, and then I stopped looking. At I think it.
1: they won, like, 38-29. Oh, <laughs> well, Oregon State really came back.
0: Well, never mind. <laughs> Oregon beats Oregon State. It's a Utah-Oregon rematch in the Pac-12 all the same. I think Utah's going to win again um but i i am pretty funny i'm curious to watch this one i really liked watching the last one it was it was fun uh is this on friday night again i think it is uh
1: good question i don't know let's find out yeah let's uh
0: let's let's look and see here let's let's take a look at the (laughs) at the week schedule here yes it is on friday night as is the CUSA championship game that's a great friday night that's a fantastic friday night get the CUSA and the Packers. Yeah, we got to love your, that. And then Saturday you've got the the uh the Big 12 at noon, Mountain West at 3, SEC at 4, AAC at 4, Big 10 at 8 and then ACC at 8. That's great. That, that all... Goes. I will say this
1: right now. If you watch that Michigan-Iowa game instead of pitt wake Forest, you are a sick person. You're
0: a bad guy. Also, if you watch the SEC championship game instead of Houston-Cincinnati, you're a bad guy. You're a nasty individual. Well,
1: I don't know. I at least get that one because no. like Cincinnati might just run away with that game. Um, but you should at least
0: watch the first half of that to make to see if they do. And if they do, then you can turn on the sicko <laughs> shit. But if you're watching Georgia-Alabama, you're a bad guy. I don't know what to tell you. You're a sick individual. <laughs> You need to get help.
1: Um, we need to do we need to do this conference schedule, the conference title game schedule, but with the Tom Herman P chart from Texas. Okay. We should <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, um sure. that should be some content we put out this week. Uh, I agree. we'll work on it.
0: Um a- uh, <laughs> AAC Cincinnati handles ECU. Houston does the same against UConn. It's Houston at Cincinnati for the AAC title. I think Cincinnati's gonna win. Cincinnati doesn't frequently lose at home, and I just I think Cincinnati's a better version of Houston. Um, it is too bad really like truly earnestly it is too bad that Houston lost to Texas Tech because 12 and 0 Houston against 12 and 0 Cincinnati would have kicked ass and i almost feel like the yeah. winner gets into the playoff regardless of which of the two it is.
1: Uh it's very possible. Yeah. I mean I mean especially it would help out Cincinnati a little bit more yeah. and make their path easier. I mean I mean now they're in regardless clearly, but it would have made it easier if it did come down to like some uh some weird scenarios.
0: Sure. Uh UTSA um, gets fucking blasted for some reason. I don't know what happened here. Um but North Very bizarre. North Texas beats the shit out of UTSA. Western Kentucky absolutely throttles Marshall. It'll be Western Kentucky at UTSA for the title. I unfortunately I think Western Kentucky's probably gonna win that game. Um Western Kentucky has been quietly fantastic for the second half of the season. Defense has been really good. Offense is one of the best in the country. They're really, really good right now. I think they're I think they're probably going to beat UTSA, but it's been a fun season for UTSA nonetheless. And I am interested in seeing that game. I just, I think Western Kentucky is better.
1: Hmm. Yeah. They're going to score a lot of points for sure. Yeah. Um, UTSA just seems like they are kind of run out of offensive answers, yeah. but they were getting like, they were just winning games close and getting creative early in the season. I think they just ran out of answers to that. And seems to kind of figure them out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a good game. I probably won't. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure that I'll actually watch it, just based on when it's played. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I feel like I'll end up watching Oregon, Utah, because it'll be nice and painful. Sure. See. Love that. Uh, um.
0: Yeah, love that. <laughs> Kent State beats Miami of Ohio in a thriller. We'll play NIU, which got the shit kicked out of it for the conference title in the MAC. Um, favorite moment of this game was the last play of it where Kent State deflects a, uh, a two-point conversion attempt from Miami in overtime to hold on and win the game and the Kent State defensive back who deflects it runs over to the ref and fist bumps him and I think that was very funny I like that that was awesome um, I love that, that's, I love that. <laughs> that's that's good shit good on the ref for indulging him and going for it uh, we love to see a ref do that we want more refs celebrating on the field with players. Um, and as I will, as I will, will say all off season, I was right about Kent State. They're going to play for the MAC title. It doesn't matter that they're seven and five. I was right. I nailed it. We hit this one in one, Ryan.
1: We hit this one and one. Um, I'm really happy for you, dude. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know when I got the shit kicked out of them too. By the way, we didn't. We, yeah. uh, we didn't mention that enough. Uh, yeah. They really let me down.
0: Yeah, it happens. Uh San Diego State handles Boise, advances to play Utah State in the Mountain West title. Thankfully, Utah State manages to get the job done. Uh and credit to San Diego State for helping to enable this. Uh San Diego State is gonna is gonna win that game, but I do think that it's good for Utah State to get there, and I, I think it's it's gonna be an interesting matchup if nothing else, but San Diego State's gonna win You know uh
1: very good. do you know who San Diego State's with the coordinator is?
0: Um
1: no, who is it? It is Kurt Maddox, who I don't know if you know him, but he is like uh he's like a six foot three, like three hundred twenty pound man with a huge mullet. Okay. Uh who <laughs> absolutely kicks ass. Yeah. Uh he worked under Brady Hoke uh at Michigan. Or I'm sorry, at Ball State, then at Michigan. Sure. Uh and then he ended up as his DC here after uh Zach Arnett left for Mississippi State yeah. uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh they have had a top ten defense of basically every metric all season for back to back years. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, their defense is awesome. He is r- it's really good. Uh, I know, like they're kind of the origin of the three three five with uh, uh, what's his name, Reed, uh, and then and then Rocky Ball. Yeah. Uh, but man, like, <laughs> it is—it's uh, really fun to see it executed so well. Uh, this team was really fun to watch. I, I think they're one of the best teams in the country. and can play with almost anybody.
0: Yeah. Uh, Louisiana wins ugly as it is wont to do. App State does not. App State wins explosively and 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 convincingly. Rematch is set for the Sunbelt title. Louisiana is going to be the favorite because of what happened last time, but I think App State is a better team, just full on. I think App State's better. Uh, I'm curious to see yeah, what happens. Yeah, especially
1: Still Napier is not going to coach, right? I, uh, I,
0: I don't – I think he might. I think he might stay around to coach, but I, I would take App State in that game. I'm hoping it's good. I want it to be entertaining.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, miscellaneous games here. Ole Miss wins the Egg Bowl. Not really a fun Egg Bowl, but it was on. Uh, it was it, it was the Egg Bowl, nonetheless. <laughs> it's better than the NFL. Uh, the it's Fox. better than the NFL. Alabama beats Auburn in a in a shameful football game. This was a disgraceful affair. Hated this.
1: Unbelievable! Unbelievable to watch. What the um, fuck is
0: wrong with you, Brian Harson?
1: What is wrong with you, dude? So embarrassing. God. And also, I know I know we love them too, but Tank Bigsby going out of bounds. Uh, yeah. You've got to have situational awareness there, dude. You guys have to, like... I don't know. How are you a football player who just doesn't understand, like... The situ- uh, how- coaches, players... Does anyone, like, besides uh, freaks like us who think about it 24 hours a day actually watch football? No. Like, do they not understand situational football at all? It no. seems like no one ever does. No, it's just us. You have, like, four players a year who make a really smart move to go down and bounds or something, and everyone else fucks it up most of the time.
0: LSU beats AM, very funny end of the season for Jimbo Fisher, who... Uh, having a great time at AM. and m He's really, really lighting it up out there. He's, he's, uh,
1: he's worth, <laughs> worth every penny. Um, we're going to keep this team ranked too, which is so fun. <laughs> we
0: love it. Speaking of worth every penny, Purdue beats the shit out of Indiana. Tom Allen takes a pay cut and Nick Sheridan gets fired. Big weekend here for Indiana, which ends <laughs> at uh 10 and two or two and 10 rather. Um, boy, <laughs> It got bad really quick. It got bad really, really, really quick. Unthinkably quick.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I don't want to dump it in end any more than I already have. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I, do, I, I I will thankful. say you do want to do that. I just.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I just think like all the Tom Allen hype was like overdone at the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just don't get all the people who were like, "Oh, he has to rebuild after Kevin Wilson left." Like no, we didn't. Kevin Wilson did the rebuilding. He took over a middling Big Ten program that was going seven and five most years, and, and now he's cratered it after a good season. Like that's yeah. what he did. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He didn't rebuild anything. It was already a pretty good placement. He took it over after he stabbed Kevin Wilson in the back with the job.
0: Yeah, uh, Michigan State finishes ten and bad two. Bad guy.
1: He's a bad guy.
0: I don't know about that, Ke- Kevin. I will say Kevin Wilson <laughs> deserved it. It was it was correct, but. Um... Hmm? it's hard to say Michigan State finishes 10-2 and two. Uh, Penn State falls again Penn State's gotta make some changes to the things that it is doing in football because this, this sucks <laughs> this is shitty they can't run the ball Sean Clifford, man, it's time move on go, go do something else I'm sick of this shit um this sucks. I like the
1: idea of of Greg Sujarawa being passed around um yeah. from high level program to high level program. Like, like he came here from LSU yeah. and we should just give him to Penn State. He's yeah. outlived his time here. Uh <laughs> James Franklin could have him. Yeah. So his offensive line can at least be average and not awful.
0: It's time. Um I, I hear that James Franklin is trying to look for his his uh a solution to his top offensive lineman not performing up to uh, up to their potential, and he has tapped <laughs> Greg Stadrawa to fix this.
1: <laughs> What's where's Ed Warner at right now? Do you know? I don't. I don't. Uh... Is
0: he still at Minnesota? He was there. Um, Let's see. Okay. Let's see here. We're we're looking into uh, Ed more. Warner. He's is at a FAU. run game coordinator yeah. at
1: FAU. Ooh.
0: <laughs> they're not having a great time right now. I'll tell you. Um, uh yeah he's he's I don't know
1: Penn State should bring him in though
0: sure yeah that'd be funny um if nothing else that would be funny NC State beats North Carolina in a thriller very funny into this game where North Carolina just just forgets to play at the end of the game was up by two scores and just says I'm I'm good I won't have any more thank you thank you for offering these are just
1: two two coaches who hate to win big games in November the chips are down um except Mac Brown uh (laughs) You know, hated to win it for all sixty minutes and Dave Doran probably busted up fifty nine. Yeah. So uh congratulations to Dave Doran for um barely winning.
0: Yeah. Washington State <laughs> fans storm Washington's field after winning, which is just very Did you funny. see this? Yes.
1: <laughs> it was so good, man. I love that. Washington that is State
0: like... is so much cooler than Washington is. Just purely as a as a program, as a fan base, as a whole collective. They're so much cooler than Washington, and that is shameful. That's
1: shameful. It's great that a like a bunch of kids from suburban Seattle like moved to the Palouse to go to school out there. Yeah. They realize oh like it turns out like you can just uh, get drunk all the time. You don't have to like work at you know uh, Microsoft or whatever mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Uh, <laughs> and, and they love it. And they all start growing mullets. And they come back home for Thanksgiving and go watch this game, the Apple Cup in Seattle, and uh, see their team beat the shit out of Washington and just storm the field <laughs> result I mean they had like fifteen thousand fans in that field.
0: Yeah. Yeah, deservedly so. A, a, a much-earned a much uh, field storming. SMU loses to Tulsa. Uh, fuck Sonny Dykes. That's the official statement of this podcast. Fuck Sonny Dykes. This oh, man yeah. is a piece of shit. He's unnoticed. You are a bad guy. Um,
1: Dude, we supported him for so long. What we a, did everything. We what saw. a
0: dipshit. Uh, UAB is really good bill clark rocks good for uab good for bill clark i think he should get a bigger job i don't think he's going to but he he should yeah not gonna Um, happen just bears mentioning that he's good uab is good uh and then also you have here all of the religious schools being notre dame byu baylor boston college liberty tcu and smu should have a playoff i i agree i think you're i think you're spot on here and the uh the winner gets to be the religion of america for the year
1: (laughs) i think it'd be cool i mean I don't know Notre Dame, BYU, and Baylor are all basically the same team. Yeah, uh, and then the other teams also exist.
0: Yeah, they do also exist, and they're there. they're all there. Um, yeah, I, you I, know what
1: I, I looked up by the way. I found out uh, during research for this, this bullshit on our document. What's that? Uh, did you know that Syracuse is a religious school? No, what religion? It's a Methodist school. I did not oh, know
0: that. And there you go. Sure enough, we'll we'll put them. In uh, there.
1: Wake Forest is too, actually. Huh. Uh, actually, a Wake Forest, Notre Dame, BYU, Baylor playoff would be fun. Yeah, sure. Let's do it.
0: Let's no Georgia needed. Let's get them all in there. We'll have a good time with it. It'll be <laughs> it'll be fine. Um, Ryan, you have a uh, you have a dinner to go to. Do you have anything else here before we get out of here?
1: Um, not really. Except once again, fuck Ryan Day. Um, he sure. is uh, on notice heavily. Uh-huh. Um, Sonny Dykes is on notice. on notice. Lincoln Riley is
0: Lincoln Riley is off notice. in a danger zone. Lincoln Riley yeah. is off notice. We're <laughs> friends with Lincoln Riley again.
1: <laughs> oh, we, we forgot to mention this too, but uh, also Kentucky kicked the shit out of Louisville in their rivalry. Yeah. Game.
0: Hell yeah! That part. Mark Stoops is good, uh, man.
1: He's just good. He, he's just I good really coach. hope he does not uh, leave for LSU or somewhere else.
0: No, make him starve. Just, just every. I think every coach. Listen, I know all the coaches listen to this. Every college football coach does. Guys, just don't go to LSU. Make them starve. See what happens. Do, do they bring mm-hmm. less miles back? It. I, I want to see. I'm curious. That's all. That's they're all. They're gonna
1: do to. something deeply. Like they're gonna find a coach who's like an Arkansas high school coach or something who's mm-hmm. somehow the next Terminator college football. they're gonna. Like they're just gonna do something devious.
0: They're gonna hire the fucking Presbyterian moron. They're gonna hire the Plunt guy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I really want to see what they'll do. Like when you just leave LSU to its own devices, yeah. I, there's no telling what could come.
0: LSU is um, hi- LSU is hiring Jeff Munkin to run the triple option. <laughs> okay, sure.
1: Uh, LSU somehow hired Chloe Zhao to direct its next. Uh, yes, its next big feature. Dude. Uh, Tom
0: Herman coming back to college football, getting the job that he could have had four years ago.
1: Oh, man. It's time. That would actually be cool. Tom Herman's a better coach than most of the guys they might hire.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Seems like they should probably, we should probably bring him back into the sport here at some point. I don't know what he's doing with the Bears. Yeah.
1: For Tom Herman, the ultimate guy who like, seems to love revenge or like, being petty, you know what I mean? <laughs> Tom like, Herman does love revenge. Enough.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like being a guy who takes the LSU job and then just beating the shit out of Texas every year after they fired you with Steve Sarkeesian is like that's a pretty good move, right? Yeah, I mean sure, that can yeah. happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. Um, all right. Let's get out of here. You can follow the show at right, Flipping. Ryan is B is it B1G underscore Ryan. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Uh we will be back on Thursday morning with a a uh, conference championship week preview. We will be back at some point as well with a coaching show when there's more coaching news to talk about. Um I don't know when we're gonna do that specifically, but we will be around for that uh but until then uh i guess we'll
1: Wait well, hang on Patrick Patrick sorry to interrupt you but uh Lane Kiffin just tweeted a picture of a Louisiana license plate with no explanation What? <laughs> Lane Kiffin just tweeted a picture of a BMW with a Louisiana license plate uh and no further explanation What the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling... I'm I'm Googling this license plate right now. Uh, <laughs>
0: what the fuck? <laughs> Lane, bro, what are you talking about?
1: What? I, I don't know what he means by this. What does this mean, uh, Lane? Lane, what does this mean? Are you seeing it? Yeah, you see
0: it I'm looking at it. What does this mean?
1: Uh, Lane, no. <laughs> Like, uh, maybe he's either okay. I don't know. He could just be trolling. Unless he's like renting a car for recruiting or something. But maybe. Uh. Maybe. Hmm. Good God. Uh. I'm. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Sorry to cancel your outro, but. No, anyway... you're, you're fine. Um, you're fine. We've already been canceled. Yeah. Follow me. Follow me at Sunny Underscore Dykes uh-huh. uh, for more more information on college football. Yeah. Um. Follow me at, hold on, unbelievable. Oh, wait a second here. No. <laughs> Just one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> you, you saw my bit yesterday during the game, bootlegger uh-huh. uh, videos. What's that? You, you saw my, did you see my bit during the game yesterday, all the bootlegger videos? You know what bootlegger is? Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Less than 24 hours, this fucking shrimp log guy, the Penn State freak, he talks about more viewers or whatever. Uh huh. Took my bit. He's tweeting out BooBugger videos right now. Good Lord. Good Lord. Just have some shame. Penn State fans, have some shame.
0: What is this? Get his ass. All right, let's get out of here before anything else happens. Ryan, I'll talk to you in a week. (laughs)
1: Unreal. All right. (laughs) Bye.